Christmas special year number three, which means that we're going into our fourth year, which means that you'll be like, are you recording with a cold again? Yes. How many colds is this now? 500 million. Why? Because daycare is a place where 12 to 14 babies go to school and share their germs, catch a new cold, take it home, and then give me long slobbery kisses and here I am again. So I'm going to do a catch up, uh, a personal catch up because I haven't done a solo cast like this in a long time, if ever, uh, with a review of the last three years, which is so crazy. And maybe I'll split it up into two. Maybe we'll have some guest appearances. Who knows? The world is our oyster. Okay. So we are on episode 165, which is three full years of episodes. So we've been doing this for longer than three years because I've gone down to bi-monthly in the last uh, four or five months because it just got to be too much work on my plate when the kid got to be two among full-time job and all of the other things and coaching to uh, get things out weekly. So the cool thing, in the 165 episodes is we haven't had, first of all, we've had very little names repeat, which is crazy, um, but we haven't had like the same type of story more than once. We have had old people, young people, a couple of men, front of the pack, back of the pack, crazy things. And for the most part, it's been the most positive, funnest experience, way better than I thought it would be, obviously or I would not still be doing this. What did surprise me, that's not true, it didn't surprise me, I'm trying to pull up. So on iTunes, they go away, they only keep 100, so 65 episodes are gone. So that's why I made the Patreon to try to have a, like a permanent backlog of them. But I do have just like a written list that I'm trying to find of all the people because it gets to the point where like I can't remember and then I go back and I see some of them and I'm like, oh yeah. Um, so that's a random side note. So I'm trying, trying to pull that up right now. So one of the coolest things is just the community that has come from this personally. Um, if you've been on my show, we might still be in contact. We might not. I would say it's like 50-50. Uh, but that's been really fun to basically just end up with friends from this, from people that I've spoken to. Um, and if not close friends, just people that I follow on social media and I'm just like so stoked to see where they've come because I got such a deep dive into where they were Sometimes in 2019, which is so bananas. Um, I think I've had like maybe one episode where I was like, this is not something I want to share with the world. It was way back early and I didn't know how to deal with it. I ended up just cutting a large part of it out. But the only reason that I did that is because the negativity was out of control. It was um, negative about everybody in her life and everybody at the race scene. And I started to feel like there was something that wasn't quite right about this. And I didn't think it was something that needed to get aired. It was just sort of ripping on anybody that had been a part of this person's life. And I thought that wasn't really fair and not really the direction I wanted to go in. Um, 
so I kept as much of it as I could, but I took out the really kind of like mean stuff because that's not really fair. But I think out of that many episodes, to have that happen once is pretty cool. Um, everybody else has been so awesome. The community, the listeners has been so positive. I sometimes look at reviews from other podcasts that I listen to and like people can be so mean and I am so thankful that everybody in this community has been just like happy and nice and excited because the couple of negative comments that I have gotten um, were really hard to take and part of that was like where I was in my own life so that's what they say all the time, right? It's like you can say something negative on the internet without realizing like what else, like this person just seems like a name on the internet, but there's so much more to their life and how it can affect them. So I was like sleep deprived with an infant and all these things when um, the one that really got to me happened. Anyways, maybe I'll talk more about it later. Maybe I won't. So the first interview I did People are like, how'd you get started? Um, I don't know. It's weird because if you talk to like Katie or whatever, they'll say I'm very planning, very organized, but in some sense, yes, but this like in some sense, not at all. So when I go for a long run, everybody like has these routes that they're gonna do. I never make a route. I just go out and run around and t turn when I wanna turn. Um, and that's how I approach this podcast. I just called somebody and started talking to them and then let it kind of unravel as it went. So um, the first three interviews, I knew that I wanted to have three to start, that I wanted, I didn't want to put one out and then just like let it float there because to look meaty or healthy, the podcast should have at least three episodes, I thought, where I got that, I have no idea. So I interviewed three people. I had these files. I did not know how to edit them. I did not know how to publish them or anything. And that was before my honeymoon, which is so weird. And now I'm going, I'll be married for four years in the summer. Um, it's fucking so bananas. So this was before I was even pregnant, obviously. And I sat on these for a couple of months, just being like, I don't know what the next step is and I'm busy, I'm going on a honeymoon, but I'm gonna do something with these eventually. And then finally I opened this thing called GarageBand on my phone and learned how to put the file in there. And then I looked at this stuff and was like, I am not a creative person at all. So I don't know how to work this and I don't know how to make it into an actual episode or anything or how to get music or how to do anything. But just sort of started tinkering away with stuff and then found um, that I could figure out the most basic things, which was like, take out this part where like the dog came up and barked. But when you're just having a conversation with somebody, there's not a lot of like fancy editing that needs to be done. I did have to take out a bit of the first few episodes um, of just being like, oh, I don't think the sound is working or like learning how to do it. But really, <clears throat> the second episode was Mary and she had the most heartfelt story about her mom 
dying of cancer and then she, nope, that's not true. She died of a heart condition to go back. It was three years ago and it was sudden. And she told the story of her like finding her mom and trying to keep her alive and then finding the trails after that and that kind of being her therapy and how hard she would cry. And I can remember being on the call crying and being like, what did I just start doing? Like, this is the second episode I haven't published any of these. This is so crazy um, and emotional. And I'm talking to this stranger about like the hardest day of their life. And it still to this day is one of my favorite episodes because um, she totally did not think that I'm recording for an audience right now. We were just on a f the phone um, through a computer <laughs> and having this conversation. And she just told it with so much emotion. And I was like, there's really something here. If people can be that like open and and tell their experience in that way, um, then I bet you everybody has something in their life that they can talk about like Mary did. And she kind of really inspired me to keep going. And then other people will relate to that and maybe it'll help them through something. And yeah, I guess I was that was just really great that I did speak to her at the beginning. Um, and I know she still runs now. She did a 50 miler to grieve her mother, which was now quite a few years ago, I guess. And so that's how it started. And then um, I decided to just hit publish and then beg people for reviews because that's also what you need so that other people will see it. And I never had any idea if the podcast was doing okay or not. I knew it wasn't doing bad and it seemed to be growing, but I thought all podcasts probably were about the same. And then I started working with a, a guy and asked how many listeners I had. I told him, and I guess most episodes, it's something crazy. I probably don't have the numbers right anymore, so don't fact check me, but it's something like 100 to 150 episode or downloads per episode is like pretty standard for like 80% of podcasts or something. Why don't I Google it right now? And then there's podcasts that get more than that. And we are in there and we were in there right away. So obviously there was a need for this. Women didn't have a place to shout, tell their story. And so we all have so much else going on in our lives. And then here suddenly is a platform to tell your story about something you're doing on the side. I had like two professional runners that I spoke to. Huge feats. And I think that is the one big message that other people then are like, wait a minute. So if I have a job and I have two kids and I'm a single mom or what have you, or I'm in charge of four businesses, I can still go out there and run a hundred miler. And that's the biggest message that's come, that's come through. Um, and then of course I teamed up with Tori to do a trail tips episode because I wanted one that was like, I wanted some Q and A in there because I think that those are always kind of like some of my favorite ones and people as soon as I started, started having questions. And as much as I love to answer questions from my athletes that I coach, um, because I get really invested in them, I started to get a lot of questions from people that I don't coach on Instagram, who just because the podcast was there, would ask a pretty in-depth training question. And I started to feel like bad if I wasn't able to take like half an hour to sit and think about the best advice I could give and then type it out. Um, and I just didn't, I just don't have that time. 
and to take care of everything else in the house and all that sort of stuff. And I was thinking, like, I don't want to just ignore the people. So then I was feeling really conflicted. Um, so then the trail tips was born because then we could accumulate these questions and talk about them with Tori. And some, a lot of the questions repeated themselves. So we started asking for kind of new types of questions and new topics. Um, and it just became a super fun way for Tori and I to catch up. Uh, but then I felt like we could really have two coaches dive into every question and that nobody would get um, left without advice if they wanted free advice. So that was kind of how we made that happen. And that's been a super fun episode. And as Tori and I have grown in our perspective lives, scheduling has been even harder. That means that the pot will no longer keep my coffee hot, which is sad. And then the interviews just kept rolling. And we had requests, we had old people, we had young people. And honestly, I can't remember everybody, but I do have a list. And so every once in a while I go back through and I have these like crazy memories of these conversations that we had. Um, and it all comes back to me. And there's just been so much that I've learned from my guests. I can't tell you how much the podcast has given me in that way that was totally unsuspected. But people that really stuck out to me, other than Mary, we have Lori, who was the head volunteer at Finless and Arm, who I also met there in real life. And her story was one that was, she's done 1,200 milers and a 200 miler, including like hurt, like really tough races. And when I spoke to her, I realized that she would never get to tell people about this because she's way too humble if I wasn't like trapping her to a phone and saying, tell me the amazing things you've done. And she was 59, I think, when we spoke. And then the kind of the floodgates opened of people coming out and saying, I want to hear somebody who's a little bit older in life start running. And we had Cindy and Lisa at the beginning. And they really stuck out in my brain as two amazing people. They started running later in life after they had full grown kids. And I found just the inspiration of of taking on like 100Ks, like big crazy races at that age to be uh, so cool and so fun to listen to. So if you're a new listener, I urge you to, if they're, they might be on the Patreon, you can find that link in my Instagram, um, or they might be on Spotify. There's only about 15 that are on Patreon so far. Uh, find those two. They were fun and I love still following them on Facebook and finding out kind of what they've done. And then we had people... From Australia, like Peter and Beck, who I think like opened me up to the Australian community. And I still get messages of people who are going back and listening to them tell me how much they loved listening to those two. Both of them just have this like outlook on life. And maybe that's an Australian thing. Maybe it's vitamin D. Maybe we can all learn from that. But talking to those two, I thought just made me smile. And I still talk to Peter quite often. And um, we got to have his daughter, Amelia, and she's so lovely. And he's a really smart guy, and she is too. And just the connection with people like that, I would never get to have without this podcast. And then that kind of grew even further. And I know guests that have found each other. Um, or people have found other people, reached out to them because they were on the show and become friends. So it's just a way, like, the female running community isn't huge, and so people have been connected through it, through this, and that is so cool. Alex and Alyssa, who have Coaches on the Run podcast, and they, I've seen in contact with Alyssa more 
she's the one who just got her she actually just did the Pinhoni, I think it's like 500 miles, FKT and she is a teacher and she has a Guinness Book of World, World Records for the most consecutive marathons. Just some really cool inspiring stuff that has then put the bug in my ear to be like what else could I possibly do? So I'm finding that I'm just learning so much. Okay, I just can't stop saying that enough. Uh, then we've had some men like we just had Jeff from the Big Ass Runner and Corey, just some really fun, nice, well-spoken guys. And they've been kind of a fun way to mix it in. A lot about coaching while pregnant. That seems to be coaching running while pregnant and coming back from pregnancy. We've spoken to pelvic floor specialists and then just heard different people's take on how it worked for their body. Um, a few weight loss stories. And those were more, I think, life change stories where they stopped kind of focusing on the weight and started focusing on like things they wanted to be able to do and just found that they found their like healthy set point that they were comfortable in and I think that's an important thing for people to hear. I had my family. I have one more brother, Jeff, who I have to who I have to have on the show. He's the smart one. Not that Cameron's not smart. Jeff is smart in a different way that us other regular humans can't understand. He's got three crazy kids and they're building a house. So he's a busy guy, but I would love to even have a short interview with him. Uh, he's just a fun, you'll, you'll think it's funny that we're related because we sound different, but I think we both are pretty driven. So maybe that's what brings us together in the same. Shelby, Shelby was so fun. She is just one of the most excited people. She is a part of Gooder. Um, and that's how we, I think she's human resources at Gooder or as they say, like in charge of people or something. And she, I think she even said in her bio, she's the winner of the Spirit Award. That's the best way to explain it. I had my parents. You guys were so cute when I had them on. Another one that stuck out to me was Dina. She ran 200 mile races and won them. And she homeschools eight children. And she went through some of the biggest tragedies ever as a young person. Um, Lydia, who's a model in the UK, had her back in November in 2020. She's a law student, a single mom, a model, doing a lot for um, things she believes in and standing up for, and was really a, just an interesting person to talk to and also very, very smart. Who else is like coming out of the top of my mind? Oh, Acadia, I talk to all the time. She's the midwife, and so you get a lot of people that are like, oh my god, I'm pregnant, what do I do? And I send them over to her. She's amazing. If you are pregnant, there is an actual episode we did on running pregnant, um, I loved, she, she, she has a great story too. I've spoken to a few of the people that are actually my athletes because as we get into coaching and working together, they start saying things and realizing like how big their story actually is. And that's kind of the biggest thing I've learned from all these people is like, again, I was kind of alluding to that before. Every single person has a story and that's kind of what this is about mixing in their stories with the running and how the running has either made it better or got them through it or vice versa. And I think that is the interesting part about it. And people are really good at telling their own stories because they lived it. Like, And then the other thing I think is so funny is just how much things have changed. So in the time of this podcast, I have gotten pregnant and had a child who is now two and a half, who is insane. People love him. His name's Baker after the mountain. He has never been to Baker because there was a global pandemic. And now in BC, guys, climate change, 
we need to pause and talk about this for a second. We have never had crazy weather here. That's part of the nice part about living in BC is it's mild. We get sunny days, we get cold days, but not extremes until these weather systems recently have moved through because of global warming. They're too warm. They're called atmospheric rivers and they don't stop raining. Now, Linda Barton was somebody we had on to talk about powerlifting. I am friends with Linda and I was going to go up to the interior for work, which is about a 400 mile drive. And I was in my car and I knew this atmospheric river was coming, but I'd never heard of them before. And that we've never had rain like that here. It rains all the time. So a rainy day is never something that would stop me from going somewhere. And I'm sitting in my car, it's early, 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 and I was gonna stop, she's on the way, and have a workout with her, stretch my legs, and then continue on to my stores. And she texted me and said, you shouldn't drive in this. And I was like, it's like 12 degrees and sunny in Tawasin, because it's always sunny out on our side, what is going on, it can't be that bad. And she sent me a video and I was like, okay, so it's raining hard. And in my mind I thought, it can't be that bad. Like, so it's gonna be slow going, it's Sunday morning, I was going up a day before Monday. What could possibly go wrong? Well, everything went wrong. This rain washed out our mountain pass that connects the province together. Both of them. There's two. The only ways you can get through to the interior from here in a line is through the mountains. And the rain was so heavy that it caused huge mudslides and it wiped away 150 kilometers of highway and people died and people got stuck for days on end and the highway is gone and now there are supply chain issues and we can't get food to the interior and the interior can't get food to us. Now since they've opened one of this lower down highway single lane only traffic so those and only to truck drivers with supplies so those poor truck drivers have to sit and wait their turn and possibly get stuck in their car again because the rain keeps coming and we keep getting these storms. There are towns evacuated beside the highway that are flooded and we are experiencing hoarding again in the stores like at the beginning of the pandemic. I guess that's what people do right away. Um, and people out of their homes and farms drowned and the livestock drowned and there's nothing we can do and it's terrifying. And it is weighing on me heavily. It's weighing on me heavily to have a son and know that this is the world he's going to grow up in now. And I don't know what to do because what can one person do? And that's a pessimistic view and that's not the view I normally like to take. But I have always been a little afraid of climate change, but the heat killed a lot of people here in the summer because we don't know how to deal with it. And the whole province was on fire because it was too hot and there's too much forest. And now we're flooding. And this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. So what can we do for climate change? Let's all do something. And then maybe something will change. Because this isn't okay. And that's where we're at right now. And talking to people about running from Georgia or Texas or somewhere that's not underwater right now is nice. Because it's a break and makes things feel normal, but it's not a solution because it's still raining and it's still warm. So yeah, I spoke to Emma a bit about it 
in the last episode. She, if she hasn't come out yet, she'll be out next time. Um, who's working with some of the flooding over on the island in as a paramedic and the things that have gone on there. So that's my little update on how things are locally. I don't know where to go from that. I mean, things happen, right? People have hurricanes and storms all over. Uh, it's just now, we just don't know how to deal with it. It's never been something that we've dealt with here before. So I'm going to take a pause and come back and finish this episode on a lighter note. I just want to take a second to talk about our new sponsor. I get into this one. This is for our American listeners, but I do have to say that as I got to know more about this company and looked further into their website, I did not want to pass up on this opportunity for you guys because I have a very good discount code. We talk a lot about wellness and energy and fueling on this podcast, and it really is impossible to overemphasize the importance of fueling our bodies with fresh, delicious, and nutrient-rich foods before hitting the trails. Some days, this is easier said than done. So Simple Feast is really on a mission to make things easier for your family and also to make the planet a better place. They deliver 100% organic, locally sourced, plant-based meals every week. Every meal is thoughtfully designed by chefs from Michelin-starred background to balance maximum flavors and maximum health. They're ready in 20 minutes. It's not super expensive. You get three full meals starting at $98 a week, and it's designed to be an entire feast, not just a one bowl meal that you reheat. That's roughly $33 a dinner for two at home with leftovers. Okay, the discount. So you're gonna get $35 off your first box with promo code MORETRAILS if you go to simplefeast.com and you can find more about them at simplefeast.com backslash us. But again, you are gonna get three delicious meals in your first kit with $35 off. That's a whole dinner for two with leftovers free at simplefeast.com by using the promo code MORETRAILS. Guys, you have to try this. Okay, I'm back. I took a second to, well, in all honesty, eat breakfast and think about things. And as I was eating, I realized one of the things we can do is support companies who are supporting climate change. And we talked about that at the beginning, but NAC is doing that, NACbar.com. So if you need protein powder, waffles, or bars for your sports nutrition, don't use them just because they are sponsoring the podcast and they are giving me a discount code, TRW, at checkout for 15% off if you want the deal. Use them because they're using sustainable plastics, not plastics, they're using recyclable materials, compostable materials. Use them because they're using recyclable materials instead of those plastics to throw away, and they're using sustainable ingredients and doing things. So what we need to do is support companies who are going to make big impact, and that's how we can make our mini impact and all work together. So check them out at knackbar.com, and I urge you to go try switching to products like that, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to start looking at the little things that I can do, and that makes me feel a little bit happier. I also have realized that the first 35 years of my life, I took a lot of risks and did a lot of crazy things, some of them healthy, some of them not, and I don't regret a second. And I feel like I packed as much into that time as I possibly could. And some of those things was taking on races that scared the shit out of me or other random athletic events that gave me a thrill. And if things are changing, this so catastrophic and the world is ending I do not 
feel like I wasted a second. And now I think that every day is a bonus and I'm trying to live in the moment and like just my little kid's smiling face and all the little things. And I know that sounds pretty intense, but I'm kind of at a place with like what's going on in our local area is um, is scary enough that it is a perspective changer. And people talk about things that happen in their life that make them change perspective. And that's actually what is happening, it is doing to me right now. And I'm so thankful for my family and friends and every jog with friends and like hysterical laughter and joke. And um, if that's what I take away from this, then that's awesome. So that's my life lesson via podcasting slash life things that I've learned. Um, new things. On a personal note, went swimming with Katie in her master swim class. First swim class I've ever done in my life. And I mean, I guess you could DM me on Instagram if you want the full story, but I'll just give you guys the Coles notes. We got, uh, we got in trouble. So I have only ever done front stroke and I'm pretty fast at front stroke, but my other strokes suck and I happened to show up at a medley class. So in the slow lane was very appropriate, except for when we did front crawl, I was catching the person in front of me and uh, she got really mad and I wasn't trying to catch her. But when we were doing backstroke, I couldn't see and I like tickled her toes and she kicked me in the head. It was bananas. Anyways, Katie laughed and said that every time she's been there, this lady has yelled at somebody. So sometimes you just got to wonder, maybe that person needs to go like out of the pool and in for a trail run and maybe she needs some new perspective. Anyways, that's my funny anecdote. I told you guys I didn't know what race I wanted to run. So here's my announcement. I'm doing a road marathon. Why? I don't know. I guess because I've never tried to do one fast and it's something that should be done. What is my goal? I have no idea. I'm training with Katie who I've roped into doing it because she's like, I don't want to, but I'll be really jealous if you have fun and I don't. And that is the benefit of the fear of missing out. You can make your friends do things that they don't want to do because they don't want you to do them without them. And that's really great motivation for her. But it's going to be fun. And tennis. I am obsessed with tennis. And I suck at tennis. And I am okay with that. And I play a lot with my dad, who's 73 and continuously kicks my butt because he's good at tennis. And that's my update on that. Baker also loves tennis. So moving forward, I'm excited to talk to more people. I'll put out some bonus episodes every now and again. As always, if you would love to leave us a five-star rating and review, please do. Oh yeah, okay, so the negative review, should we do it? It wasn't a review, it was a message. And it was about my son. And he was three months old. And the noise he made in the background. And I was not happy with that because especially at that time there were no sponsors on that episode that was free content that a person a new mother with a three-month-old wanted to put out so that there wasn't a gap in the podcast and being alone with a baby sometimes they make noise and I felt like that was very unfair in that one was the only time I was like, fuck it, I'm not doing this. 
But I don't know why I remember that when there's been hundreds of messages of people who are like, I have never run a 50k and then I heard you guys talk about 50ks and I did one. I have never gone on a run on my own. I've been afraid to try trail running. I've been afraid to sign up for 50 miler and your guests and you and Tori have inspired me to go do one. And that's what I should be focusing on. Hundreds of them, literally. That is so cool. So thank you. Thank you. And keep eating snacks. And here's to 2022. Send me what your goals are. Tag me. Put me in your Instagram story. Say Trail Running Women Podcast. This is my goal for 2022. Let's see how many people take on something new because of this podcast this year. And I will repost it and I'll be stoked. Find me, Hillsport55. Check out Knack Bar. Do something for the environment. Go outside and play in the snow or the heat wherever you are. And thank you. Bye. Can you say Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Well, are you going to, what are your goals for next year? Are you going to, are you going to go running next year? I'm running next year. Okay. How, yeah, with how, Daddy. Are you going to go running with Debbie? Daddy. With Daddy? Yeah. Okay, how far are you guys going to run? Russell. Are you going to run faster? Yeah. Well, that's a good goal, isn't it? This is my belly too. In your belly too? Yeah. You want to run in your belly? I want the belly. Mmm. This seems appropriate. Yeah. Do you like snacks? I do snacks. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty important to eat snacks, right? Yeah. Pee. Pee. Oh, oh, yay! The bell.